Our series about the 50th anniversary of the creation of the Buffalo National River Park had to mention a book by Neil Compton entitled The Battle for the Buffalo River. A Northwest Arkansas obstetrician and avid hiker and canoeist, Compton read a 1956 article by Harold Alexander, a biologist working for the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, who was speaking and writing about growing threats to the river, including proposed legislation to dam it. Compton said Alexander sounded the alarm that summoned him into battle. Alexander's son, Ed, is a retired musician and professor of music, and he happens to be my friend and neighbor. He's an accomplished photographer who has possibly captured more still shots in celebrated and isolated corners along the Buffalo than anyone else. Ed joined us in the main auditorium of the Ozark Folk Center to talk about his memories of events leading to the birth of the National Park and his lifelong passion for the river and its gifts. Ed, appreciate you joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Charlie. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's just begin back there when you were, what, what age did this whole conversation <laughs> in, your, in your dad's living room begin? I was, I was too young to really, at that time, to really know what was going on. It just seemed like something that I lived with. Um, as, as time went on, um, I came to meet all these people that, in retrospect, are uh, giants in that field, not just in saving the buffalo, but in preservation of natural beauty in, in the state of Arkansas. There were actually plans in the 50s to dam the buffalo. There were, there were a lot of, in fact, there was a Corps of Engineer plan to dam every uh, free-flowing tributary to the White River all the way down, and, and the buffalo was to be the last one. Among Ed's recollections that came up was the formation of the Ozark Society. You might call it a sort of Sierra Club for the Ozarks, still very much active today. You mentioned the uh, Ozark Society. I know there certainly were preservation awareness organizations all over the country before that, and I know that a good number of people from those organizations got involved in the Buffalo situation, but if I understand it correctly, the Ozark Society itself became a coalescing point about the Buffalo situation. Well, ab absolutely. Um, it would be remiss of me to say that, that any one person was responsible for, for the, the ultimate uh, creation of the National River. Many people worked on it. But they looked for help anywhere they could get it. One of the vivid memories I have of this time, realizing that there was an actual battle, as Dr. Compton said, there was a battle going on, was going with my father to make speeches about the importance of free-flowing streams. And he would speak anywhere that they could gather six people. The idea that uh, rather than go to every garden club in the state, uh, which they probably did, and, and enlist small groups, that there would be one organization that would pull all those together, that they could use that as a central organizing factor. And, and I also vividly recall my father and my mother, actually, and Neil Compton in our living and discussing, and Neil Compton said, we'll, we'll create an Ozark Society. And I know that you may have spent more time up and down the Buffalo than anybody except maybe one of the rangers. And actually, you were doing it oh, through a lot of years before 
a lot of them came into place. And you've been in a lot of the nooks and crannies, and you probably know places you haven't told anybody about. Uh, so just tell us a bit about your your life along the Buffalo River. Well, I, I do indeed know places that at least I hope nobody else knows about, but they're becoming fewer and, and farther between. And that's a good thing that um, um, I, I remember my father writing a paper saying that if the buffalo were preserved in some national uh, sense, that a million visitors would visit the river over the course of a year. And, and he was scoffed at for that. Well, it's, it far exceeds that now. As a teenager, along with his sister, Ed followed Kenneth Smith up a rugged trail toward the natural bridge in Lost Valley. Smith is another key figure in the story of the Buffalo River, known for trail building, authoring, among other pieces, two books about the buffalo, and for a lifetime of advocacy for understanding and protecting wild places that enrich human life. But it was his father who forged Ed's early connections with the river. My father was great about finding old Forest Service maps and tracing roads that just barely existed and winding up on the river. And in those days, you could, you could camp on the river and not see anybody for, for a week, for two weeks. You might see uh, some local floating down the river, fishing out of a john boat, but canoes were extremely rare in those days. It was much later in his life, it was something I could share with my father. So I, I would go on a, a backpacking trip and come back and tell him, you know, hey, I, I was up in the Richland Creek area for three or four days, and this is what I saw. My father was a photographer as well, um, more in line with trying to preserve uh, what he saw of the river. And he didn't get a lot of time to do it, but it was something also that we shared. And I'd like everybody else, I, I took pictures just to record where I had been. You began, Ed, uh, as you said, just taking photos to remember where you'd been or show somebody where you'd been. But you've had this, let's call it avocation, now for quite a while, uh, alongside your teaching and that. And I suppose in your retirement, you've been able to kind of pull your photography work to the front. And you have a uh, website. You have one book that you've published on it. So tell me a little more about what your photography avocation has been and what it's become in recent years. It actually came about almost by accident. Just like everybody else, I took pictures and liked to share them with other people. And I actually got to the point where I could print pictures, and I printed about half a dozen and hung them in my office. And one in particular caught a lot of people's eye, and someone would come in and say, can I have a copy of that? And I'd print them a copy. And after I gave away about a dozen, somebody said, you know, you ought to sell them. <laughs> and it, it uh, went from there. I was try to approach it just like that, like it's something that I'm sharing with somebody, and if it's of value to them, then that's a plus. Um, the buffalo obviously has a very uh, dear place in my heart, and I always say that like anything creative, you should uh, try to endeavor to do what you love. Two nights ago, I was high over the buffalo at a place called Red Bluff, which is just above Gilbert. Uh, getting a, a picture of the moon, the full moon rising over Red Bluff, and it was—it's—it's it's, it's always a great experience just to to experience that 
and know that I can share that experience with somebody else. I couldn't help noticing you're kind of taking that little faraway uh, look when you began to describe that shot you did uh, just a couple of days ago. I know from my own experience, say, with uh, songwriting, what's your favorite? Well, it's the one I'm working on right now. But uh, talk to me about some of the shots that uh, you really felt moved to take and why. Uh, well, it's like you said, it's whichever one is the, the freshest in my memory. And, uh, I, you know, you can't say well, who's your favorite child and, you know, what's your, what's your favorite song that you've written. And, and I can't really say whatever is my favorite. Uh, the ones that I really like are the ones that elicit a response from, from somebody that sees it. I've got one of a herd of elk wading the buffalo led by this massive bull. And that experience stands out to me because it, it was pretty difficult to get. I, I waded uh, upstream in the buffalo from the low water bridge of Ponca and stood in the river for about four hours because I was certain that they this herd would cross at this point. And ultimately they did. As I tried to, to calm myself, I was shaking so hard and trying to uh, click the camera at the same time. But that one always, it always gets a, a crowd response or, or an individual response. And, and I guess being able to tell the story as somebody sees it is, is half of the fun. Let me just note that on the uh, Ozark Folk Center website and on the Ozark Highlands Radio website, we're going to be posting a selection of Ed's shots and uh, you can check them out on those two Facebook pages. The Buffalo River has inspired books, songs, and scores of artworks. Add to that list Ed Alexander's recollections and his photographs. Have you seen her shine? Have you heard her sing? She'll steal your heart away, wash it clean. The buffalo. 